NFL playoffs remain absolute king as we had some quality games uh, over Sunday and Saturday. And I got to say, we were all over the Bengals taking down the Buffalo Bills. It is poetry, Rowdy. It's like poetry in motion when you see snow coming down and football being played in January uh, outside. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, for, what Highmark Stadium for the Buffalo Bills. It's something we've been all over. The Joe Cool and the Bengals getting it done. I mean, that's the lowest amount of points the Buffalo Bills have scored all season. And it was against the Bengals. And before that, you know, the Chiefs, uh, they got a victory as well over the Jaguars on a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. A little Chad Henney action for a little bit. So now we have it again. Bengals, Chiefs. I'm yeah. pretty excited. Rematch from last year's AFC Championship yep. game. I'm actually uh, super excited for that game. Obviously, you get Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think the two best teams in the AFC. And we don't have to deal with the stupid uh, neutral, neutral site. site stuff. Yeah, This is actually how it should be. Yes. It's going to be played at Arrowhead, a home game for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's because... Had the Bengals beaten the Buffalo Bills, which they were ahead before DeMar Hamlin's incident, mm-hmm. they would have needed to win the next week and have the Chiefs lose to the Raiders. Yes. Well, the Chiefs won against the Raiders. Therefore, the Chiefs would have been top dogs. Yeah. Now, Buffalo would have had to have beat Cincinnati and then won the next game, and then they would have been home. But I'm so glad we get the rightful matchup, and there's no neutral site. As it should be. And speaking of neutral sites, Joe Burrow, after the game, uh, I think everyone chuckled at this. We talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. (laughs) Joe Cool with the one-liners, man. Absolutely love it. Uh, you know, Zach Taylor also talking about after the game, look at the comments from him uh, about how, you know, they kept spoiling the NFL and their ideas and how everyone thought it would be Bills, uh, Chiefs. Don't discredit, you know, Joey Burrow, man. That guy is, uh, he's damn good. Bengals came out right away, Rowdy, just put the stamp down on the game. So we're going to do this thing. Yeah, and um, if the NFL could tell us what an effing catch is. Oh, that was a touchdown, by the way. Um, they would have blown that game wide open even earlier. That was a certified complete the, touchdown. The game should have been 21 to seven at halftime, yeah. but the NFL, I think the NFL called down and said, Hey, we need to keep the bills in this one. In what universe is that not a touchdown? Jamar chase literally caught the football in the back of the end zone, yeah. got two to three steps in, yeah. then gets knocked out of bounds. And as he is going to the ground, the defender reaches his hand out to knock the ball out of his hand. The ball maybe wobbles about two centimeters. Bare, barely. And they say, nope, incomplete pass. But I love I love on the broadcast how Tony Romo is obviously the color is he, commentator. Is he struggling a bit lately? Jim Nance is the is the uh play yeah. by play. Yeah. Both of them look at it, and when it happens, Tony Romo's like, oh, my God, did you not see that perfect window that Joe Burrow yeah, threw through? Pass, perfect and catch. And a great catch. These two are going to be dominant for the next yeah. 10 to 15 like years. salivating blah, 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 all blah, blah, blah. over them. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, wait, that ball might have moved a second. And, and it was like they were so enthralled with the throw and the catch and yeah. the touchdown yeah. that all of a sudden it was like they had to have someone tap on their shoulder and go, hey, 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 hey. it, it might have moved a little bit. <laughs> and then they look at it, and how they can look at it and say, oh, yeah, he never, yep, he didn't have control. It's madness. It doesn't make sense to me because if that was a catch in play that wasn't a touchdown, that never would have been totally. reviewed. That, that never yeah. would have been considered an incomplete pass. But because it's a score it's automatically We're gonna go to the review. Yeah, he's got to completely carry uh, he catch had, that thing, and he had I, he had three minimum three steps. It's so dumb. It I, was, I, but then at the same time, it's like someone tapped him on the shoulder. Okay, Tony, Tony, let's uh, let's let's calm down a little we, bit. We can't we can't get a touchdown. We can't we, we can't have Cincinnati completely blow out Buffalo in the first half, and then all of a sudden they bring in was it Gene Steratore on CBS? Yeah, and he's like, oh. Yep, you see that end? He's got to complete the catch. It's moved just a little bit, but I think it moved. I think this one's going to be incomplete. 
They come back incomplete. What? I know. It was so dumb. Like, there was a clear-cut touchdown. Uh, and they were like, these guys, yeah, you're right, because Rumble's, they're going to be dominant for decades. Look it up and, for these guys. And he saw the first replay, and he's like, oh, look at that as a great yeah, catch. we and all then, saw it. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, they're taking a little bit longer. And then it was like the, the quote-unquote call came down from the NFL to say, hey, yeah, boys. Yeah, we got to make sure. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. We can't have Buffalo down two scores going no, to halftime. We can't. And, um, you know, uh, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything. But throughout the game, was the DeMar Hamlin stuff strange? Was that strange to you at all? Like, they would never show his face. They're always ushering him away, like, away from the cameras. Uh, that's then, another thing. I'm glad the bills are done. So that hopefully that story can kind of go away. Uh, well, it's it's such a strange story now. It's like the dude, they just said he had to be on oxygen still. Uh, two days ago, his friend's talking about he's got to be on oxygen. And he's there, like, he's all bundled up. He can't even see who it is. And then they're, like, ushering him in everywhere, and there's no oxygen tank. And it's, like, these weird long distance. You can't put a camera in the dude's suite to, like, get everyone fired up. Like, to me, it's just strange. I'm like, what is going on here? Is this something like some, some dude's body double? It was, it was weird to me. I'd say I'm on to Cincinnati with all that stuff, but I guess I'm on to Kansas City. Yeah, on, on to Kansas City. And then... Uh, you know, we had speaking of Kansas City, uh, Chiefs Jags. That was on Saturday. You know, Patrick Mahomes gets uh, you know his ankle rolled up on, and uh, I mean he came back after halftime after probably getting a taped up good and some Toradol. And you know, I, I don't think I it was an entertaining game at least I would say Rowdy. But I mean the Chiefs look like they're going to win that one to the end. You know, like well I'm telling you, if he really does have a high ankle sprain, which he looked pretty tough when he was limping around. Yeah, just like uh, who was it? Oh, it was uh, earlier in the season when the Packers were playing and uh, another player got a high ankle sprain. I've had the high ankle sprain and the Achilles sprain at the same time. It ain't fun. No, not fun at all. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I think Tony Romo or not Tony Romo. um, Who was on the who was on the call? Uh, I can't remember. I have to go look. Whoever was on the call. I can't remember either. uh, Did a really good job breaking that down. How they're like. He's totally playing through adrenaline right now, and once that wears off, he is going to be very sore tomorrow. Collinsworth? That might have been Collinsworth. Yeah, King said it was Collinsworth. And uh, when he wakes up tomorrow, it's not going to feel good. And I'll tell you just from experience when that happened to me, it was, yeah, you can kind of walk on it, but it hurts like crazy. And the next day, you're literally on crutches. Yeah, so good luck to Patrick Mahomes on the recovery. It's going to be tough. At least he didn't do what happened to Pollard. Uh, for the Cowboys of breaking his stuff. But yeah, uh, Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, crazy stat for the first time he has lost on a Saturday. Trevor Lawrence was what, 37 and 0 or 38 and 0 going into that game uh, on Saturdays. Now he's, I think, 37 or 38 and 1 now on Saturdays. No Waffle House uh, for Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, I was excited to see what happens between Bengals and Chiefs coming up here. And then in the NFC side of things, wasn't even really a contest. Saturday night, it was a complete ass-whooping of biblical proportions as the Eagles come off their bye and just lay it on thick to the G-men. They spanked the Giants 38-7. I mean, I don't even really get what Jalen Hurts, three first-half tutties lead the Eagles. Not really much to say about the game besides an ass-kicking. Yeah, pretty much the Eagles came out and completely dominated the Giants in the first half, and then in the second half just decided to run the football and say, uh, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. And then... Oh, and by the way, Daniel Jones... Is who we thought, or Daniel Jones is who me and Ben Kenny thought he was. He did not look good, and that Eagles defense that actually is really good against the pass. Yeah, looks like up. he turned. Looks like he turned back into Daniel Jones. Yeah, Danny Dimes, fifteen of twenty-seven, hundred thirty-five yards and one interception, sacked five times. His QBR eleven. Yeah, he was <laughs> terrible. Eleven point four. Don't want to slide him that point four. And speaking of terrible quarterback play, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. E yikes, Cowboys. Go down to the uh, Niners, 19-12. to 12. Uh, Cowboys defense hung in there, but the Cowboys offense was absolutely uh, putrid. Pollard, I mean, did he, did he break his leg? Did he break his I angle? see people are saying that was a dirty tackle. No. I don't see it. It's like the same people that said uh, the tackle in Mahomes was dirty. It's, it's, <laughs> there's not dirty. T- it's just a tackle. People get ran up on sometimes. But, yeah, the Niners uh, handled their business 19-12. to 12. Uh, The George Kittle catch was what sparked... Uh, everything, and then that that was it in the third. Brock Purdy is looking pretty damn good. Uh, that Niners roster pretty damn good. Dak Prescott, yikes! And Mayer, 
He gets and Maher, Maher, what did they say his name again? Maher. 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 He stinks. I mean, I know he has some field goals, but he got his first one blocked. That thing was missing anyways. Uh, Cowboys lose 19-12. to 12. Cowboys haven't won a freaking road playoff game in yeah, decades. Li- li- live audio to my living room on the George Kittle catch was, oh, he's got him. Mm-hmm. He's got him. Oh, oh. Kittle! It was a sick. That was so. And then to miss the, he didn't get blown up by the guy coming in to hit him too. That George Kittle inspired and sparked the Niners and offensively, and that was it from nineteen. I actually just watching that San Francisco Forty ers game. Kyle Shanahan, his play call and his play call design unmatched. I mean, just watching how he would take George Kittle. Uh, put him in motion and then have him lead block for yeah. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, or Elijah Mitchell, whoever was getting the football. And just because George Kittle is one of the better, all well-rounded tight ends. Like he is an absolute animal when it comes to blocking. He was just carving up lanes and and they were just running the ball with these. And by Brilliant the way, line. you know what I thought was funny? What's that? The very end of the game where Dallas was going to punt with about oh, so two, and a, two and a half minutes left. And Greg Olson, who's done a phenomenal job on, so dumb. on the broadcast this year, goes, well, they better uh, punt this one quickly because uh, they're going to want to use their timeouts. And they're going to want to get it off kicked before the two minute warning. So they'd have to run a play or two. Yep. And then the time then management. I see him shift to a uh, Mike McCarthy on the sideline. Yep. And I'm like, yep. Who would have thought Mike McCarthy I mean, bobbling something down the stretch yep. when it comes to time. We management. all thought of it. And I know George Kittle's like, or uh, George Kittle, Greg Olson's like time management. And everyone's like McCarthy, 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 <laughs> yeah. McCarthy, went, McCarthy. They panned right to McCarthy and then they finally punted it. And it is like, well, man, he wasted a lot of time. Yeah, right there. By the time they got tackled and it was time to go punt the football, there was over two and a half minutes. Yeah. And by the time uh, San Francisco got the ball back, there was like barely over two well, minutes. Speaking of time management, and then uh, San Francisco, uh, who was it that ran out of bounds? Uh, when Elijah just, Mitchell. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell runs out of bounds. And they're like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And then they did have a chance for a Hail Mary. I don't know what the hell that play was. Zeke got absolutely pancaked as a center. <laughs> yeah. And then Dak checks down. I don't even know what the hell that was. And game over. Uh, I, guess they were, I guess they were trying to give him a different look, a, a much weirder formation they've never seen, but uh, yeah, probably not ideal when you take a running back and you're going to have him as your center. Is got, the, yeah. He just got owned. He just turned into a flapjack. But I mean, Cowboys now got a lot of questions. Uh, Dak Prescott, he's not the greatest. Uh, he kind of stinks. So we'll get to uh, sights and sounds. About? Dak was amazing last the game before. That's what everyone was saying. Yeah, what, five touchdowns he had the game before? Was that what it was for Dak or was it four? Whatever it was. He stunk against the Niners. All right, a uh, lot to talk about. Obviously. So officially, we have the Kansas City Chiefs yep. versus the Cincinnati Bengals and then the San Francisco 49ers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Get ready, baby. Strap in. Both on Sunday, Niners-Eagles at 2 o'clock, Bengals-Chiefs at 5.30. Let's go. Which one are you more excited for? Kansas, Kansas yeah, City-Cincinnati. Yeah, no doubt. Again, if Joe Burrow goes to Arrowhead, Beats Kansas City for the second straight year, represents the AFC in the Super Bowl two years in a row, while also going through Josh Allen and having the tougher road to the Super Bowl twice in two seasons. Anointed. I already know what the narrative is going to be. The narrative is going to be, oh, Patrick Mahomes was hurt. Oh, but have you seen Patrick Mahomes sidearm throw? Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but. Joe Burrow just went through him twice, yeah. had the tougher road twice, yeah. in the Super Bowl twice. I, you know what? We might have a little Brady Manning thing going here. Right, who's your Super Clear, Bowl? Clearly, Patrick Mahomes is the more talented quarterback, aka Peyton Manning. But the guy that just keeps winning yeah. is Joe Burrow, aka Tom Brady. And I don't. Maybe Peyton Manning's not the best, but I don't. Is this bad? I don't want to bring Patrick Mahomes down to. Aaron Rodgers level no. because Uh-oh. Patrick Mahomes has won a Super Bowl and made an appearance in another. Yeah, but it's that type of thing. It's like he's so talented, he's like an Aaron Rodgers. But Joe Burrow is three and zero against him in game straight up. Yep, there it is. It's all set. Niners, Eagles, Bengals, Chiefs. Also over the weekend, Adam Schefter. Now Adam Schefter, he's gotten a couple things wrong here and there, obviously, especially when it comes to one Aaron Rodgers. So take it with a grain of salt. Adam Schefter, though, talks about quarterback updates. And uh, on, uh, let's see here, on ESPN's postseason NFL countdown, 
And it first starts with Aaron Charles Rodgers. This will be the third straight offseason in which Aaron Rodgers' future is the subject of much speculation. But make no mistake, both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are expected to move on from certain players, which Aaron Rodgers probably will not like. The issue here will be the $110 million left on his contract and which team could afford it. But there is a real possibility that at some point this offseason, Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. Meanwhile... All right, there's a real possibility that Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. Then he goes into Tom Brady as well. Uh, Tom Brady's done with the Buccaneers. That's glaringly obvious. But is Aaron <laughs> yes. Rodgers done with the Green Bay Packers? But now the thing with Tom Brady real quick is that Tom Brady's contract is over. Yeah. Like Tom Brady is going to be an unrestricted free agent and can sign anywhere else. So he doesn't have to go back to Tampa. And we know that Tampa was starting to get into the territory of Green Bay where they're starting to get a little bit older. They were starting to spend a lot of money salary cap wise to retain some of the talent that they already had. And it looks like Tom Brady isn't, uh, he isn't going to want to go back to Tampa to try and quote unquote, run it back and get in more salary cap. Hell no. when he probably has greener pastures elsewhere with better salary cap yeah, he's done. space. He's, he's done with the bucks. Tom. And by the way, Tom Brady didn't divorce his family, his wife and leave his kids just to quit football. He's going to come back a year. All right, Rowdy, you looked up the, the numbers for Aaron Rodgers. Well, first off, I just want to say this. I am absolutely against trading Aaron Rodgers for any trade that includes Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. If Zach Wilson is a, a Green Bay Packer, I will denounce my Packer fandom <laughs> live on this show. But Joe Namath said that Rodgers can wear his number 12 jersey, no problem if he becomes a New if, York if Jet. If they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, I'm completely cool with trading him to the New York Jets, but Zach Wilson better not be in that no, package. No, I'm cool with, with uh, you know, NFL ready players that are solid players like an Elijah Moore, maybe a defensive player and then draft picks. But Zach Wilson does not need to be in that package. You have Jordan love Zach Wilson, please. God, no. So what's it? Tennessee Titans, New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, Las Vegas Raiders and Indianapolis Colts are all kind of front runners. The top five for an Aaron Rodgers potential trade. And notice Zach Wilson. Yes. Notice Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Now you asked me a couple of weeks ago, about sticking with Aaron Rodgers or seeing this out. And my answer was, I would never say never about uh, trading Aaron Rodgers. And the reason being was Rogers said too. depending on the offer, you can't say no to everything. Like I think the example I gave was if they gave you five first round picks. Now that was obviously never going to happen. But if, if somehow you got the sweetest deal ever, how could you turn down not trading Aaron Rodgers after what you saw with the, where the roster's at in the salary cap space yeah. for five first-round picks? Yeah. But if you follow Ken Ingles on Twitter, he's a, the money a guy. Yeah, CPA accountant. He does not work for the Packers. He does not work for the NFL. Oh, he crushes but he, numbers. Yeah, he does kind of the Packers salary cap as like a hobby. Mm-hmm. He's good. At He's it actually too. really good at it. And most of the time, pretty darn accurate. Hell of a hobby to have. You crunch the numbers for a team. You're not even working for Anyways, but this guy has kind of laid out the, the Aaron Rodgers contract in the last few days. Yeah. And the more and more that these numbers come out, the more and more that it looks like 2022 to 2023, this 23 off season was the absolute pivot point for Green Bay Packers and the Aaron Aaron Rodgers team. Reason why I say that is they signed him to that long-term deal, and these are the numbers. If Aaron Rodgers is traded or or decides to retire in 2023, his dead cap hit will be $40.31 million. googly moogly. Now, if they trade him or he retires after June 1st, it is... 20, it is, it is sorry, $15.83 million in cap hit. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to 2024, if you trade him or he retires in 2024, it is a $68.21 million cap hit. Jesus. If you trade him post June 1st in 2024, it is a $22.74 million cap hit. And then the final year of the contract, 2025, if you trade him or he retires, it is $76.80 million cap hit. Oh, wow. And then again, 
post June 1st, it's $38.40 million. So this, this so is the cheapest. There's certain it will times ever they won't be. be doing it. This is the cheapest it will ever be if you need to move on from them. So the one thing about, well, everyone's like, well, why don't we just trade them post June 1st? Well, here's the thing. If you do save that more money, because each year, if you trade him after June 1st, you don't get the draft picks for that draft. So you're you're not really helping the team that would be on the field that year. Mm-hmm. You'd save a little money, but you'd give you you'd save that little bit of money and not get the draft capital for that upcoming year in that draft. Yeah. So it'd be a little bit of a trade off. Save a little bit more money or get the draft picks. Now I'm still, why why is it a pivot point this year? Because it just astronomically gets bigger and bigger. Well, did you say seventy six million dollars in yeah, almost $77 million of dead cap hit in 2025 if he Before makes it that Before June long. 1st. Before June 1st of 2025. Jesus. Now, the reason why it's the pivot point is because the Green Bay Packers, the last two off seasons, have ran it back. Yeah. They've re-signed a lot of players. They've went out and tried to do their best signing and drafting players and keeping the core players together that had made it to what? NFC championship game being one of the favorites in the NFC and losing in the divisional round to San Francisco. They tried to keep it together for three straight years. It didn't work. They failed. Wow. Now, clearly the only way in my mind that they actually don't move on from Aaron Rodgers is if he gives them an assurance that he is going to play out the contract. Mm-hmm. Because you can't take those type of cap hits. No, like no. your team it's on not, the no. field that season doesn't matter if Joe Montana came back and played quarterback. Your team is not going to compete for anything because you are in such cap hell. Wow. The rest of the roster is not going to be good. You're going to just start cutting the Aaron Jones of the world, cutting every single good player just to get under the cap. You would have to draft out of your mind, like the best drafts ever in NFL history, which just to be somewhat competitive in a, as a playoff team. Yeah. There's no way. So you you have to get an assurance that he is not going to retire at any point and play out this contract for three more seasons, which it clearly is is showing you're not getting. He because he keeps he's been waffling now two years where he's like I got to think about this I don't know mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like a guy that's going to say hey I'm in for three more years. So Rogers is also saying like he wants guys like Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb. I think he mentioned Alan Lazard, and that's not going to happen. Uh, no, there's, there's no way. If you re-sign Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb to and even Mason Crosby. F- for an example, because yeah. his contract is up. If you re-sign those three guys, which are Roger guys. Did you say Robert you, Tunyon, too? Tunyon could be yeah, thrown Tunyon. in there. The only way that you can re-sign, retain these guys and save money is if they take like $2 million deals, which are they willing to take $2 million deals? Mercedes Lewis made like $4.5 million last year. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb made $4.2 million last year. Uh, before these should they all be started, vet minimum guys. Yeah, before they started messing with Mason Crosby's money, he was supposed to make around $4 million last year. Mm-hmm. Robert Tunyon had that one restricted free agent deal, so his was a little different. But again, all those guys would have to come back for cheap. Now, some of them might be willing to do it, like Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb. You might save a couple million here and there with that. But at the same time, you really can't keep all these guys, keep Rodgers happy, and at the very same time, look out for the future. Imagine bringing back a Mercedes Lewis and then looking at the Packers tight end room, and Rob Tunyon could be gone, but you bring back a Mercedes Lewis, and then you go look at the catch that George Kittle made yesterday for the Niners that sparked them you know, to, to win the game. A Packers tight end could never, ever, ever. The the Packers tight end is so bare. The coverage are so bare in the Packers and tight now, end And now the room. one thing they do have going for them is this is a really deep tight end draft where there's like, I think there's seven or eight tight ends projected to be drafted in the top 100. So there is a lot of talent so, at tight end. When Rob, Rob Tanyan had, I, I think at the time he had a good season, we were still calling him Tanyan, if I remember correctly. I think he had his breakout year. And he's like, oh, by the way, my name's Tunyon. And then he has never been the same since, obviously, ACL injury. When's the last time the Packers had a legit? How many times have the Packers tried to give Aaron Rodgers a good tight end? Or, or not even tried to give him a, a good tight end. They tried to go get a tight end. Jared Cook. Jared Cook. And he was hurt for most of that year. Like what? Mercedes or J- Mar- Jimmy Graham. Martellus Bennett, terrible. Jimmy Graham, terrible. Mercedes Lewis is ancient. Well, that was the problem, right? After, uh, uh, Jermichael Finley had the neck issues. It yeah. took him forever to find a tight end, and then that's when you went with 
<laughs> the Mercedes or the Martellus, Martellus Bennett, Bennett, and then Jimmy Graham, and then Jared Cook for a year, and then Bob Tunyon kind of came like, into his, being Bob Tunyon. He had all year, but but that's the thing. If you if you continue to go down this road with Aaron Rodgers with this money, you're going to have to continue to cut good players to get under the cap. What it really says is. Aaron Rodgers would have to be 100% committed for the next three years. You would have to draft your ass off. And at this point, Russ Ball would really have to crunch numbers going forward because you're going to be continuing to kick money down the road to be able to sign these guys. But you'd still be paying the Bakhtiaris and the Joneses while they're not even playing for you. So you're really just completely hamstrung. Like they are right now the worst team salary cap wise this season they have been slowly yeah, they have they're been slowly going down that list of teams they will be right around the worst or the second worst team cap wise and yeah it, this is the pivot point you either got to get rid of them or you got to make sure you see it out because you cannot take any type of those 40 million 80 million type hits in the future with he walks away or you decide to trade him then so this is the pivot year it's either this offseason or it's Aaron Rodgers for three more years or else you're going to be screwed but yeah Rowdy's been over Niners uh, Bengals for quite some time Joe man Joe Burrows okay what about the story of Brock Purdy so we were uh, I know you sent it to me over the weekend and I saw it as well that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo that Trending to be healthier, and it could look like he could play. Do you stick Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFC Championship well, game? It sounded like from that article that he had maybe a 50 50 shot of playing next week in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles, and an even better shot of playing in the Super Bowl. But do you do it though? If he doesn't play, if he doesn't play against the Eagles, and Brock Purdy comes in, wins a game. They're obviously going to the Super Bowl and he's won like what eight or nine in a row at this point yeah. heading into the Super Bowl. Do you mess with it? There's no way. I have no way. The I offense. Ride, I ride a Brock Purdy. The offense overall has performed uh, performed better and scored more points yeah. than it did with Jimmy G. But they get up for Purdy too. But there are a couple of variables that have changed. Did not have Christian McCaffrey for most of Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. Also, Mid-season the trade. defense the defense was a lot more banged up when Jimmy Garoppolo was playing quarterback, yeah. and therefore, if the other team is scoring more, I mean that, and the defense isn't getting big time turnovers or stops. I mean, obviously, that could hurt Jimmy G and his numbers. But yeah, yeah. Brock Purdy overall, his numbers are better. Uh, they they get up for Purdy, man, and he was hitting some big pass, timely passes as well. Uh, against the Cowboys last night. Yeah, 49ers head coach, this is from Schefter. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said Jimmy Grapple has, quote, an outside chance to be ready for the NFC Championship game if San Francisco were to advance, which they have. Uh, but there'd be a better chance for him to be ready for the Super Bowl. Doesn't that feel like it would be a hard sell to the players if Jimmy if Jimmy G comes back and plays in the Super Bowl, and especially if you lose? It'd be a hard... Oh, if you lose, you are, you are crucified. Like, you... It's a hard sell to the players, the fans... And I would imagine if you're Kyle Shanahan to yourself, too, it'd be like, look how well we have done with Brock Purdy and what a story it is, too, to see Purdy absolutely balling. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, you're just an unfortunate victim of you know getting replaced when injured. Like it's, They always say, you can't lose your job to injury. Well, that's been thrown out the window for years now. We see that all the time, people losing their job to injury. Yeah, and well, that's it. Th- but the, the other thing is those guys like him. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they don't like Jimmy G because they clearly liked Jimmy G. But uh, it does seem like from a observer that has nothing to do with the 49ers, just, you know, follow some beat. I follow all the teams, different beat writers, you know, casually scrolling Twitter and watching the games. That team really did not respond at all when Trey Lance was playing quarterback. No, No, they like Jimmy G so much better than Trey Lance. And then it seems like they like. Brock Purdy just as much as they like Jimmy G and he's healthy and he's playing well and he's playing confident. Yeah. I, I'm, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know There's how no way you just, Kyle Shanahan could pull him if they make it to again, he got run like eight or nine in a row. The story is incredible too. Uh, for now, Brock if Purdy. Pur- now if they would have made it to the super bowl, but Brock Purdy like struggled, but they somehow find a way to get into the playoffs. And then they, they won a lot of close, low scoring games where the offense didn't look great. Yeah. And they somehow found their way into the super bowl. And, and Jimmy grapples like, Hey, 
I'm back. Like, yeah, put me in. Okay, Let's that go. makes sense. But to win eight, nine games in a row, I don't know how you could pull them. And look at the passes he was hitting, especially late in the game in that third quarter is when the, the Niners started to put their foot down. Purdy was hitting the, the timely passes right down the middle, efficient, just getting it done. And they play hard for him. Yeah, and you can tell, especially in the last two games, obviously the the defense is ratcheted up the just everything is ratcheted up. It's a playoff game, yeah. right? And Purdy, Purdy has not lost yet, has he? The Seattle game in the first half, Brock Purdy looked like a deer in the headlights, looked like a rookie. And there were times and certain uh, drives against Dallas, a team that even has a better yeah. defense than Seattle. He he had some plays where he looked kind of like a deer in the headlights, like a rookie. But then he would come right back and make a big throw on like third and 10 when they yeah. needed it. Yeah, every time. So, I mean... Yeah, there has been times he looks like a rookie, but then he comes back and makes a play. He's poised in the pocket. Now crazy. he'll get his next step up as the Philadelphia Eagles defense is better than the Cowboys. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you this, though. Purdy looked a lot better than freaking Dak Prescott in that game. Uh, Dak looked terrible. Whack Prescott. So you guys, when I say you guys, you and Big Joe earlier, we're talking about <laughs> Cooper Rush. You you guys were talking about Cooper Rush. Big Joe in together? Yeah. Cooper, Cooper Rush four and four and one as a starter, Rowdy. Yeah, I, I think. I, I'm sorry, but my opinion of Cooper Rush is nothing more than a backup and a spot starter. It's it but Dak tongue. is so inconsistent. It's tongue in cheek for the Cooper Rush thing, Rowdy. Yeah. So inconsistent. Dak's, and he stinks. You know, I, I think Jerry Jones has never wanted to give this guy a contract. Like he, no, he everybody's has, like, we we welcome controversy with Cooper Rush. We yeah, welcome a quarterback He has never battle. given Dak Prescott the easy road where it's like, okay, well, he played pretty well as a rookie. Jerry knows. You know, he becomes our guy. Jerry knows. He They they wouldn't put him in, slot him in right away because they had Tony Romo. Jerry knows. And now he didn't want to pay him. He took forever and didn't want to give him a long extension. I don't know. It. I will give Jerry Jones this. He knows. He is a guy that finds a lot of talent and pure talent. He's he's willing to take chances to get talent. Maybe he just really does know that Dak isn't as good as he was billed at times in the he past. Knows. Because he knows. Man, Dak is so up and down. He struggles. He looked phenomenal against the Buccaneers, and he looked anything but. No. I mean, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, outclassed Dak Prescott easily. Yesterday. All right, Razor's Edge coming up. Do a little sports gambling. Rowdy's been crushing the NFL. Uh, first, line one. Good morning. Good morning, my friends. How are you? Well, Scott, uh, well, RJ's not here yet, FYI. Well, I can, I, I can call back as you say. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you, you know, the, you know the, the routine here, Scott. I don't know why you're trying to force it in when there's no RJ, you know? Well, I, didn't, I, I didn't know he was asleep. I can, That's okay. I can do I can do part two. All right, well, all right, we'll talk to you then, all right? All right, bye, man. Uh, the King says, please call back as many times as you like, Scotty. And you, don't, you don't hear his, the man's voice. RJ, not in yet. Nelly, though, the Razor's Edge, absolutely crushing. Yeah, we went, in into, we went into the weekend one, one, and one like we were USA soccer. <laughs> so you qualified for the next round. Yeah. You qualified to qualified bet on the championship the, round. You qualified for the quote-unquote weekend. Yeah, you qualified to bet on the championship round coming up here. That is funny, dude. Yeah, you've been crushing the Razor's Edge, man. Absolutely annihilating. Uh, NFL's been very, very good to a Nelly over here. I've seen this take floating out there. Are the Buffalo Bills the new age Green Bay Packers? Like this, the 2020s decades of the Green Bay Packers? Like they, no. they get... Someplace and just can't get over I the saw hunt. it, but I'm like, well, the Packers won, won a, Super a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, they won a Super Bowl. The Bills haven't won. The Bills. The Bills haven't played in one. I saw this take floating around everywhere. Like, get used to it, Bills fans. You're in for a lot of heartbreak. I'm like, the Packers won a Super Bowl. Like, they beat I, they beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl, right? Little Wayne yeah. made a rap song uh, about it, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had the same that. exact thought as you. I was like... They made it to a Super Bowl and won. Like, I didn't dream that, right? Like, the Bills haven't been there and haven't won. I saw all these low-T takes about the Packers are the new Bills, or the Bills are the new Packers. I'm like, huh? The Packers won a Super Bowl 2010-2011 season. I remember vividly. People forget history. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I got to send you a tweet. Please. And it, it was a Collinsworth tweet about, you know, how he talks about certain quarterbacks. And it was pretty funny. Here it is. I'm sending it to you right now. It was how he talks about uh, Trevor Lawrence and that overthrow. Did you see that going viral? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And then it's it's talking about Patrick Mahomes Dude. and a incomplete pass that he. Do you, want me, you want me to play this? Yeah, you play them both. All right, one second here. Um, oh, well, before I play it, that Rowdy just sent. There's also that Josh Allen is the new Aaron Rodgers. How many MVPs does Josh Allen have? If you were going to compare Josh Allen, zero. If you were going to compare Josh Allen to a former Packer quarterback, I mean, Brett it's Brett Favre by how he plays, but no cock shots. And then also, <laughs> I would say yeah. it's even yeah. I would argue. I don't know if he has Crocs. I was not alive for this, but watching YouTube stuff of old games, I would even argue he's closer to a Lynn Dickey than an Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I was Seriously. also not alive for that. But yeah, it's like, okay, the Bills can't be the new Packers because the Packers won a Super Bowl. Josh Allen can't be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has four MVPs. Josh Allen has none. Uh, also, Aaron Rodgers takes care of the football. Josh Allen is reckless with it. Uh, like th- th- These takes coming out are just mind-boggling to me. About how the Bills are the new Packers, huh? It bottles the mind. It does. All right, I'll, here's the first clip, Rowdy. This is so. Uh, this is Trevor Lawrence throwing overthrow. that bomb to Christian Kirk, where Collinsworth th- uh, calls Kirk it an overthrow that, when it was literally right out in front of Kirk, and he should have caught it. Oops, sorry, I don't want to play that song. I don't know why that started playing. All right, so yeah, here's the first video. Take a listen. Over the top, they've got it. And the last thing you think you're going to do is overthrow him 60-something yards away. It's exactly what he did. And then you see the play, and yeah, it clearly dives out there, and it's right there. Yeah, like and it goes between his hands. Yeah. And he then could have caught the ball. The <laughs> second clip is Patrick Mahomes, and he sees that the defender is coming down, so he's in the motion to throw it. Yeah, he sees the defender coming down, and he doesn't want to throw it, so he tries to pull the ball down, almost like you know how Big Ben had such big hands. Yeah, he could, he could like legitly throw the ball, but not actually throw it. He'd hold on to it. A lot of these guys, with how big the NFL ball is, it's even hard for NFL <laughs> quarterbacks to do that, especially when you're winding up to whip it like they do. Whip it real good. Patrick Mahomes tries to pull a big Ben and it ends up squirting out of his hand for yeah. like this little incomplete pass, like almost like spike into the ground. But listen to what he has to say about field goal it. Attempt. That was a heck of a play by Mahomes right there. <laughs> what? He threw it into the ground. <laughs> if he would, I think Colin, he eventually said, like, if he would have kept uh, through that ball, there was a guy that was uh, uncovered or covered up. Mahomes couldn't see him. It would have been an interception. Yeah, but that's but what he said. Like, he was trying to keep the ball in his hand and then make another play, but it, he accidentally let go of it and threw it into the ground. But, yes, he didn't want to throw it there because it was probably going to be a pick. Yeah. But I would I would agree with Collinsworth if he would have pulled it down and then found somebody. But <laughs> how is that an amazing play? I, he threw an incomplete pass. I remember pass. them saying that on the broadcast when I was watching. I'm like, was it? That's not an amazing play. It's like, like all these like Patrick Mahomes is probably the most gifted quarterback in the NFL right now and probably the last couple of years for pure talent, pure throwing the ball, like pure everything. But that's exactly what he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, like when they talk, Rodgers has already done this. Remember they talk about all the throws that Patrick Mahomes make. Aaron Rodgers made those throws a decade earlier when he was the same age. Patrick Mahomes was like, they are probably the best two throwers of the football ever. They love doing, they love to throw the pedals and and the red carpet for Patrick Mahomes. It's like Rodgers has already done all when they talk about, Oh, Mahomes with a, or Matthew Stafford or Patrick Mahomes with, Oh, look at their no look pass and their sidearm slings. Mm -hmm. Dude. I grew up watching Brett Favre do all those same things. (laughs) Well, you know, history always is cyclical, right? It always repeats itself. And speaking of history, I do want to talk about some of our listeners in history. Yep. Oh, well, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll save it. We'll do it coming up here. Uh, just to complete the quarterback play over the weekend, uh, we had the little Trevor Lawrence there. I was like, oh, you overthrew Kirk. Well, Kirk should have caught it. That, or let's see here, um, Mahomes was hobbled, but still, you know, was able to do what Mahomes always does. And then Joe Cool, Joe Burrow was just a, a baller. Our guy J.A. Krebs says, it's not the Bills' fault that Joe Cool is the new Tom Brady. So we're talking about, you know, the the Bills being the new Packers. Uh, no. Jalen Hurts, what, three touchdowns in the first half. He was balling. And then what'd you have? Brock Purdy looking like a baller. No, not Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Relevant. And then you have Dak Prescott, who absolutely stunk it up. I mean, Dak st- sucked. He was terrible. <laughs> so there's a little wrap up there. Speaking of Dak, I have a funny thing I'll play for you coming up. Okay. Cowboys ain't easy to love. Will they do anything and everything to protect Patrick Mahomes from being the golden boy of the NFL now? Like, I feel like it should be, and you've been on this since, you said this last week, I think the week before, that if Joe Burrow does what? That we got to anoint him if he does what, Rowdy? Yeah, if he goes through Patrick Mahomes for a second straight season, 
he not only does goes through Patrick Mahomes two straight seasons, but he had the tougher road both years. And he also went through Josh Allen before going through Patrick Mahomes. You got to start to talk about Joe Burrow as arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Because mm-hmm. he, he, he's got the Chiefs number too. Because definitely last year, the Chiefs were 100% the better team. Mm-hmm. Now this year, I think it's very close. I think Buffalo... Kansas City and Cincinnati were all very close for who's the best team in the NFL. Obviously, you got the Eagles up there, San Francisco's up there, but that top five is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So it's not as big of a quote unquote upset if it were to happen. Like, look at the line. It opened at two and a half. The uh, Kansas City was favored. That instantly, like within 10 minutes, was down to one and a half, and now it's one and a half one. Yeah. So clearly, these teams are closer than they were last year. But yeah, if he goes through him two years in a row, I don't care if he's hurt. Uh, Joe Burrow's the guy. Yeah, he's the man. Um, he is the man. And that Cincinnati team is going to be set up for big time success for like the next two to three years. Because they all got some cheap deals. Burrow doesn't have to be inked up to top dollar for another two more seasons. Jamar Chase, three more. T. Higgins, another season. They already solidified their line, even though it's banged up currently. Uh, Hendricks and. Hubbard got deals. They have a young secondary that's playing pretty well. I mean, this team is okay. locked and loaded for two to three more years. On the NFC side of things, though, if Brock Purdy continues on being what, what he's been doing, I mean, he's undefeated as a starter, looking pretty damn good. If Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant to now the Mr. Irrelevant, if he can be tabbed the starter going forward for the Niners and that roster is what it is and you don't have to pay a big quarterback money, they could be a, just a force to be reckoned with, too, for quite some time. Yeah, Jimmy G's probably the odd man out there just yeah. because he'd command all the money and you still technically have Trey Lance on his rookie deal. It, it would be two very young and experienced quarterbacks to be rolling with, but the rest of your roster, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, McCaffrey, Ayuk. If you don't have to pay a quarterback, like look at the, the defense. Right now. If you don't have to pay a quarterback, and, and the Eagles good, are sitting pretty good too. It was Jalen Hurts. He's got what? He was in his third year. Yeah. So he'd have one more year of not having to pay him. Plus playing this. It's a builder. No, I had a surprise. I was sworn to secrecy. Many doubted me. Many thought I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing. There's fear in the eyes of Ben. Rowdy looked at me like I was crazy. Am I going to like it? Well, I don't know. Making his appearance in studio... You usually hear him. Four to six for the Wisco Sports Show. Grant Bills! Grant Bills in studio! Wow. Grant, good morning. You might have hyped it up a little too much. What do you mean? This is incredible. Well, I didn't get to listen. My mom called me. I was on the phone for like an hour before I got here, so I didn't get to hear any of the hype. Oh, I've been hyping it since... Oh, God. God, earlier this morning. And it's funny, I was... I, it almost timed out that you would come in when Paulie was on. I know Paulie's a big fan. I heard him in the parking lot. Yeah. I was bummed that I missed it. So I was like, I told Paulie there's a surprise coming up. So it would have been great. But yeah, Ben, Rowdy, did I not deliver on the surprise? That's good. I'm going to say it was middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I was anticipating something that I probably wouldn't like and be like, oh yeah, the real surprise. But then... I'm not going to say it was that, but I, it's also like when Ben's like, what, are we getting raises? Are we, what, well, that's not that. I mean, that could have been like, I'd say middle of the road. <laughs> by, the, been, by the way, your beard looks fantastic. We haven't had the, fam- the, the whole family together in one place like this. <laughs> I don't this. think this has ever happened before. Uh, not in studio, oh, at, no. On, at Coachman's at, for golf. Yeah, that was it. When Dave from Minota was there, too. Well, that was truly the whole family. Yeah, the only thing can't. we're missing here is... Bill Michaels and then pulling up a seat for, I don't know, maybe like Mike Clemens. Mike Clemens. Yeah. They're, they're here in spirit. Uh, they, they, they live vicariously through Ben for us. Yeah. Ben, how was the surprise? Oh, it's great. Uh, should we go relitigate what uh, the text messages we got from, from Mike and Bill on Saturday? Oh, the, I speaking play- of family. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was doing something and all of a sudden I was, my, my phone kept vibrating. I'm like, this is, what is going on here? So I looked at it and I'm like, oh God, I, I put it on mute immediately. Why? I haven't even I haven't even read them. Oh, it's funny. That's of course you didn't. I was bit, what was I doing? I think I was watching. I don't even remember what I was doing. You were doing your job. Was you it Friday night football. or was it Saturday? No, you it was were taking it notes was during the game. You're probably out to dinner. Oh, I wa- Yeah, my friend got engaged, so we were out to dinner. That's what it was. Uh, nice excuse. And if I'm out to eat and 
there's more of a group present. of people. You're present. And if I'm not on my phone, my wife starts giving me the elbow and getting all Good pissed for off. Good Yeah, so that's that's why. Now I you should present in the moment. You should read them all. It was really just people asking Bill if he would bail me out when I got arrested. He never answered that question, by the way. He no, never he gave wouldn't. a yes or no. You just said I'd never get arrested, and Bill said that a boy, and that was that. I'll say this. Out Saturday night, Ben, Kenny, and I had a... I can't even remember the conversation. We shook hands a bunch of times. I think there was a couple of man embraces in there. You saw him out on Saturday night? Oh, we saw each other out. We Towards saw, the end. We, we Physically, we were both out. Mentally, we were somewhere else. I have no idea. But we could have begun... He could have been arrested, myself included as well, for public intoxication. You see him at Bratz? Where'd you see him? Outside of Cascadale. In Cascadale, and then outside as I was about to walk down the Mondays. And then Ben know. was... But I was going to buy Ben a drink. I don't think he needed one. Nope. Smart of you. Yeah. Nope. I was towards the end. All right. So, Grant, <laughs> yeah, obviously you were uh, coming back from uh, across state. But, uh, yes. You could stay if you'd like. I mean, I'm sure you know Bill would welcome you. You can do your show live from here if you'd like. Yeah. I don't know how that all works technically, what you got to do it in lacrosse. But You know, I got a lot of work done yesterday. I was uh, show prepping mm-hmm. and sending emails. And, you know, I did a lot yesterday. You work on the weekends like that? Well, yeah, because I knew I was going to spend oh, some okay. of today driving, and gotcha. the girlfriend was making dinner. And for the record, I asked her like three times if she wanted help, and she said no. So then I just laid down Watch. and quietly watched football. What did you think of all the uh, action that unfolded? The Bills, man. The Bills. You know, People are going to start being mean to the Bills this week, and Josh Allen. No, I want um, our boss, Randy, mm-hmm. on, you know... You know I want you to endure yourself to him, but he is a gigantic Bills fan. Really? So if you see him today, be tread lightly. Is that where he's from? Yeah, he's from upstate New York. Uh, so say, I would tread lightly if we do run into Randy Hawk. I kept, I kept saying last week, the honeymoon period is going to be over with yeah. some of these quarterbacks. Josh Allen is. Are one. the Bills the new ver- of the twenty twenty pa- or the Bills the new Packers? Has Ben been saying that? Ben tweeted the Aaron Rodgers. I saw tweet. it all over Twitter. I'm like, this is the stupidest. I'm like, this is the stupidest take. This is a stupid take. Has Josh Allen? Is Josh Allen's career arc? Minus the Super Bowl in the beginning, becoming <laughs> and the all the MVPs. Oh, and the MVPs, yeah, sure, and the turnovers. Look, I but the get concept what, of falling short. I get the tweet. I, I get what Ben's doing. He's great at Twitter. He's kicking my ass in the in how fast he's growing and followers. Well done. I get the tweet. Who cares but, about but that? It's, but it's wrong. But it's it's not right. <laughs> I get what you're doing, and I respect it. I kind of wish I would have done it. But then Ebo would. Well, do you, okay. Do you, do you want to grow in followers by dumbass takes like that, or you want to be actually true and organic to yourself? You no know offense, what that ben. comparison is? No offense, Ben. That comparison is saying, you know, is Rick Ann Keel like basically on the career arc for Babe Ruth? Well, you know, they, they both were pitchers and hitters. They both could hit home runs. Yovani Gallardo could too. Like, what? Here's the thing. I didn't mean it to Brandon be Woodruff apples. Brandon Woodruff's going to hit dingers. Is he Babe Ruth? I didn't mean it to be apples to apples. I meant it more in terms of now that this loss happened, as Grant was saying, I feel as Aaron Rodgers has gone through this stage of his career with the Tampa loss and the Niners loss. And this year people are going to turn and whatever he does in the regular season will be great, but they won't really give the credit until it happens in the playoffs. Rogers obviously accomplished a lot more. I don't mean they are on the same arc because Rogers won a Super Bowl, but in terms of where they're at right now, I feel like the narrative is building in the same way where we stand with Rogers right now and where we're going to stand with Allen is the regular season is amazing, and he makes amazing throws, but recent playoff success has just not been there. And some of that has been his play. But Rodgers does have playoff success. Exactly. Just not recently. So, I, I, again, I, I get what he's saying. He's, it's apples to oranges. It's not apples to apples, but I agree. Josh Allen's been crowned. Josh Allen has been crowned. Ben and I were talking about this the other day. People all season long. Josh Allen, is he the is he as good as Mahomes? Is he this? Is he that? He's never won anything. Well, like, Rodgers won things and won MVPs. Rowdy. Joe Burrow is going to be the best quarterback in the NFL once he beats Patrick Mahomes next week. On weekend. a gimpy anchor. See, that's the net. He beat him last year when he was healthy. True. And Casey, Rowdy, and Rowdy, Rowdy messaged me yesterday. Team. He's like, I already hear the narrative from the talking heads. Fair. Mahomes will be hobbled. Therefore, it's not fair when Joe Cool beats him and it'll still be Mahomes. Burrow has more of a claim than anyone. Like, I, it, totally. But Mahomes, why are we trying to knock Mahomes off the pet? Mahomes is unbelievable. It's no, Mahomes. I'm not trying to knock. This, is, this is my comparison. No knocking. If, if Joe, Joe I'll Burrow Jackson three, Mahomes. He sucks. Yeah, Joe yeah. Burrow's 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes in his career. Joe mm-hmm. Burrow takes mm-hmm. care of the football better than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick 
Mahomes is clearly him and Aaron Rodgers are probably the best two throwers of the football ever in the NFL. He's more talented than Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow's like the guy at the line. He knows exactly what's coming. He gets the football out. He can read the defenses. Surgeon. But he but he wins games. He's maybe not the best peer thrower, but he wins games. He is the Tom Brady to Mahomes Peyton Manning. And look uh, at how that worked out. Tom take. Brady had had take. maybe an overall better take. team, good. but he found ways to win where clearly Peyton Manning had more talent than Tom Brady did. Well, and, and to go back to Ben's Bills, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers thing, I think they, they have a similar issue in that they love looking for the home run. I don't think Rodgers was always like that. Or maybe Rodgers was better at hitting the home run back in the day. Well, he had better, more talent, too. Yeah, and he had more, absolutely he had more talent. So they, they both really are, are swinging for home runs constantly. The Bengals had 30 first downs yesterday, didn't yeah. they? That was the number. Like, they were just dink-dunk, just surgery down the field. They didn't need the home run plays. They just out-executed the Bills. I think... For a Bills fan, I think at best you're just hoping that Josh Allen can be a poor man's Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. I mean, he throws interceptions like him. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. turns football over, big arm, athletic. I mean, Brett Favre ran around more when he was younger. Clearly, when I started watching him, it was once he had already won his MVPs. Favre, right. Favre doesn't fumble or didn't fumble. Like Josh yeah. Allen fumbles a ton, too. Favre, Favre fumbled That's why the bag. he's the poor man. <laughs> With Mississippi. He did. He fumbled just the bag. Yes, he Four did. years in a row now. Houston, Kansas City twice, Cincinnati. Uh, no, Kansas City twice, and then uh, this game against Cincinnati. Josh Allen's been blatantly outplayed. Yes, on the biggest stage. So there, there comes a time when everything you do in the regular season is awesome, but if you continue to get outplayed in the playoffs, then what are we doing? I think you. I think Aaron Rodgers gets a bigger pass than Josh Allen in my mind, and reason being is. Look at those rosters that they had in those years. It was like AAF players, XFL players. <laughs> yeah. It was Aaron Rodgers being a, being a god and taking them to NFC Championship yeah, games. Jeff Janis, Jared Eberdaris, Josh and Allen. This, oh, this James Jones. Bills team has been absolutely loaded with talent defensively and offensively. Aaron Rodgers just happened to be a god for like a seven-year stretch. And James Jones claims that was because he wore a hoodie under his jersey. Mm-hmm. That was his, Jeff Janis was catching. That gave him Mary's. superpowers yeah. that year. That uh, gave him actual superpowers. Uh, it Richard Rodgers was slower. a featured tight end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the phones uh, quick. Line, I think I might, I might know who this is. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Good morning, boys. It's nice to it's nice to see Grant's on a man's sports radio show. Polly. Yeah. I was hoping he'd call back. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, you, he, I wasn't missing this opportunity. Good. I was like, um, there's no way. Um, you know, I know we don't knit tea cozies and doilies here, but <laughs> we still have a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, to some degree. But it's I all prob- it's all in love, Polly. Love will keep us together, right? Absolutely. You know, it's like I've said this to Ebo and Rowdy. I've said before, I, I, I think Grant does a good job at what he does. Very, very organized, very... He's a good prepper. You know, yeah. Um, but sometimes you just got to reach down, grab a hold of your nuts and talk from there. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's that's a man's sports talk radio show. You can't you can't cut someone off because you don't agree with what they're saying or because they're getting a little sassy. But, but like, Grant is a guest in our studio right now. Let's, let's you know... We don't have I, to feel attack like, him. I feel like a man should cut off another man when another man is speaking falsehoods. This right? is just That's a manly Pauly, thing to do. This is Polly introducing Grant in studio though for the <laughs> this, this is Polly saying welcome. Oh, thank you, Polly. And and, and, and and the thing is, between us and you know, everybody who else else who's listening, it, the thing with you and Ben, it's not it's like like Ebo said, it comes from love, but it's easy. It's low hanging fruit. You know, you guys just give us so much. It's like manna from heaven. So, <laughs> so you, you, know, you guys are manna from heaven. I, I, I on one hand, I agree. But on another hand, like you guys just make a lot of the stuff up. Like I, I, <laughs> you guys like make fun of me. You guys always say we knit. I can't knit. I can't, I've never tried to once knit. Where did that come from? I can I can sew. Can you sew? I have used a sewing machine because in middle school, you know, I take yeah. the sewing. I made a pillow. And, yeah, I made a pillowcase. Could sew yeah. on some buttons. Mm-hmm. Can you? Can your mother sew? Bam! Get, get her to sew, sew that. Yeah, it's Joe Dirt. No, hey, well um, it was just you know you're very. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> like the the the, the you know. Like I said, you do a good job doing what you do. Paul's having a hard time complimenting you. That's fine. 
He's got a great mustache right now, Grant does. Ben gets it, too. He gets it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Polly was basically saying that he chokes his brother because his his brother's name is Ben. So, like, that's why... Like he'd choke anyone named Ben. This oh. is just Paulie walking into a room of friends saying, "What's up, effers?" Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. Yeah, that's what it is. So, uh, so basically, you want to say, "Welcome, Grant Bills, to WOZN Here, it's nice to hear from you. Yeah, welcome to the best damn sports show. Period. <laughs> I uh, thank you, Paulie. I don't disagree with that. By the way, I drove out of Milwaukee this morning, and I thought, "Oh, I'll listen to the the sports shows of the big city." I, no, that ain't it. Paulie, would that you like it. to compliment Grant one more time before I let you go? Um, I was at the gas station the other day, um, and I saw these puzzles and I thought Grant would really like one of those. So maybe I'll go back and pick one up and send it down. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, Paulie, hey, Paul, yeah. I know you'll enjoy this one, but you did say the best damn sports show period. At least today we do have at least one Sally with us. <laughs> well, I... You're going to have to flip a coin between Ben and Grant. I don't know. Who <laughs> well, I was going to let you pick. <laughs> wow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> See you, Polly. Later. That's his way of expressing love. Polly's love language is being offensive. No, busting balls. I always enjoy Polly's calls. Does he call your do. show? No. Oh. No. <laughs> well, see who this is. Line two. Good morning. I'll make it quick. This is Terry from the North. Oh, hey, Terry. Yeah. Hey, I'm Grant. I got a question for you. Yeah, I tried to call you show like about nine times. Oh. Yeah. And I've never, ever got a ringtone. It's always busy. How come you don't take more calls? Dude, I tear I mean, that's the one complaint I hear. I mean, you go on and you should be at a baseball game when it's raining. I mean, my guy, you go on and on. I'm curious. I mean, what do you average for calls in a two-hour show? Terry, I take so many calls during my show. If you if you want the behind baseball, I have one phone line. Ebo, I'm looking at Ebo's phone right now. How many How many do you got there? Seven? I, well, six? Only four. Only four. Four. four okay. I have one. That's it. That's all, that's all I have. So if I'm on the phone with someone, it just goes to busy. It's not a it's not a conscious choice, Terry. I I take tons of calls. What are you talking about? How many calls right, in a two hour show? You know what? Over under for call. You know what? Is the line I, open for Terry tonight? Seven. Can the line be open for Terry tonight? Yeah, I I feel like if Terry is called that many times, Terry would eventually get through. I didn't. I, I did not expect this to happen to today. I'll, I'll take an average. I'll take an average every night. I will keep track of how many calls I take. He's lying, Terry. He's got. He's got caller ID. He sees the king come up, and he said, "Absolutely not." <laughs> I do have well, caller Dave, ID. Dave, Dave from Monona, and I don't. How come you have caller ID and I don't? Dave from Monona has not called my show in weeks. I have beef with Dave. Yeah. Well, Dave has a beef oh. with you on Twitter spaces. Oh. Dar- uh, well, Grant, Grant will get an average out of you and get it out there, and we'll try to find a time for you to call yeah. in for the Lisco Sports Show from four to six. Grant, you need to take more calls. Not, you know, you, you don't need to make a half an hour commentator. Shut <laughs> oh, up and move on. Terry. I will say this. I'm jealous that he has caller ID. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I did not expect people to just call me like, to start critiquing on the Wisco Sports Show. <laughs> like, Grant is a welcome guest right here on no, during the no, no, show. No, no. How do you have caller ID and we don't? Because, like, I, I, like, certain callers that were pissed at me for, like, I was screening their calls. You literally can't. I've tried to screen I calls have, in the studio. I can't do it. It's literally just a green light that blinks. Yeah. I have no idea who it is. Why do you have, how do you have caller ID? My phone is on the computer, so like the number oh. pops up, and I got a big spreadsheet with everyone's number. Uh, also, Grant, let's see your uh, little disappointment running on Twitch right now, too. Someone mm-hmm. said, uh, you guys had Holly Saunders on the show before, Kendra Sutherland on the show before, even Lisa Ann on the show before. Wait. The, the, it's just <laughs> the big surprise is just Grant? I was gonna I was gonna say, I was like, those names sound familiar, and then you said the third one. It's like, that's who they are. Yeah, they're all porn stars. <laughs> uh, right. he, he says, I was halfway prepared for the guest to be Mia Khalifa on here, but nope, it's Grant Bills. I don't think she still does it all that. Yeah, she's out of the business. Not that I saw that somewhere. I Not like I tracked that information down. I just, you know. Ah, no, I'm never the biggest fan of hers anyway, so. Yeah. I have a, a finishing thought. Yeah. I'm okay. going to break to this beautiful tone. Uh, you wanted to make fun of Ben, though, so I'll do that. Oh, but not make fun of Ben. I just, I've had enough of the Eagles. What they're going to do now is they spanked around the Giants, and now Ben is going to do this thing where it's like, yeah, the Eagles were good. I don't know why people forgot. Or like now they're going to do this weird underdog thing where. I do remember Saturday night when I did see a, mm-hmm. a very inebriated, as was I, Ben. I think he kept saying, they're good. They're good. It's like they're the one seed. We're, we're they're, good. they're good. No, I, I I opened the nine o'clock hour saying I was an idiot last week for being mildly concerned about that damn Giants team. They stink. Can I say one thing that bugs me about the Eagles because I'd, they originated? I'd love, it? I'd love you to. I absolutely hate the quarterback sneak pushing. 
The the pushing quarterback sneak, take it out. Well, if you don't like it, stop it. Take it out. You can't stop it. It's against the physics of football. Here's here's what's going to happen. And I, I know this is going to happen. So all the teams are starting to do the push now. The refs are going to adjust to it. They're going to make it a point of emphasis. And I can't wait for next year, a crucial third and one, fourth and one. Matt LaFleur is going to dial it up and the Packers are going to get called for a penalty. And it's going to be Matt just LaFleur. That's what's going to happen. And we're all going to be like, you waited until the year after this was a cool thing to do. Hey, uh, you, you had a good tweet, Grant, which you normally do. Ben, oh. ben struggles sometimes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, we, were just, we made fun of the Josh Allen and Rodgers thing. Oh, that tweet. Yeah, but that your was tweet. I stand by that. And I, I agree. And I think Rowdy agrees with it, too. When George Kittle made that catch, mm-hmm. did we all think the same thing? A Packers tight end could never? No, they couldn't. And I, I heard you guys talking about this right before my mom called because I was listening to your show. Well, and you, you got to tell the mom that more important things are happening like over the line. <laughs> She was listening right now. Oh, she texted, by the way. She said, I hate hearing listeners trash my son. I loved your intro, though. Heart emoji. Oh, uh, Miss Bills, I love you. You're a pleasure and a saint to party with uh, when we did the Badger tailgate. We'd love to have Tom back down, too. It was a really good time. Your your dad's pretty damn cool, by the way. Well, my whole family's cool. I'm going to do some more NPR tweets so I can get some Tom likes. Oh, yeah. He'll he'll jump in the slander of NPR with you any day of the week. Uh, I love it. Anything with the government, really. Kittle. Really? Well, yeah. Your dad's pretty based? I, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what that means, but I think he is what you think he is. Yes. I knew I liked that guy. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Kittle, the I, Packers don't have anyone who can do that. Is base the opposite of woke Rowdy? Yes. Okay. Cool. Tunyon. Your dad's cool. Tunyon cannot do that. <laughs> Mercedes Lewis cannot do that. And it's frustrating. And I heard Rowdy talking about this earlier. Like Aaron Rodgers wants all these old duffers back with him and he, sh- he shouldn't Rodgers for your sake. Let's get some guys who can actually make some plays for you. That's the here. one thing that bugs me about Aaron Rodgers is when he does say that stuff, it's the it's not about the money because it clearly is real. You'd play for vet minimum if you really didn't care. And but I but I believe in him being paid the way he's being paid because he earned it because he's that guy. But the uh, wanting your friends back, but wanting good players, it's like when your friends aren't good players, you can't have both. It's an oxymoron. Yeah. And frankly, Kittle was one thing. I felt the same way about Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a base level of holy crap that dude is unbelievable on the teams that are left. I don't know how many of those dudes the Packers have. They do like not have a bunch very of them many. that they pay like that, but they haven't. The Packers don't have any like dudes. It. We convince ourselves that we have a couple of those Christian guys. McCann, or, uh, Christian Watson may be a dude. AJ Dillon, sure. I mean, yeah. well, I'm imagine AJ on defense mostly. Well, defense, here's the thing: Jair Alexander can be a dude. People are going to criticize Brian. I mean, a little line. Brian Gutekunst. But remember at the beginning of the season, Ebo, I said some of the question marks we have coming in here is can Devondre Campbell play at an all pro level? He played it for the first time in his career last two, I guess, two seasons ago. But he was like an average player in Atlanta and other stops before. Yeah. He balled out one year, got paid. Same Same with Rasul Douglas. Can those guys that they forked money out to play to the level they played the year before? Because they had never done it any other time in their career. Now you're dishing out this money, but at the same time, fans wanted that. Yeah. Because you wanted to keep the band back together. Well, they did. They didn't win and it well didn't go well. You're kind of damned if you do damned if you don't that, that that's what's a bummer about the Rasul Douglas Devondre Campbell thing is you let him go and like, even if Douglas isn't balling out, like he's an important depth but, piece, but it's not also not his fault though, because they moved him positions. Yeah. Like when he had his good success, then they flipped him. What do you want from the inside to the outside, or outside to the inside, wherever it was? Joe Barry's not getting the most out of anybody. No, and they're like, well, maybe we can move him back. I don't know. There's also all of that. It's also a baseline. Like, can your offensive line actually play well in a do or die game? Which the Eagles did, the Niners did, the Bengals did. They beat him up inside. The Packers like entered that San Francisco game with a weird mismatch at the line. It didn't work. This year against the Lions, they were all healthy, and the line just didn't play well. Well, here's yeah. the other thing: maybe the players weren't necessarily up to up to par for where you'd like them at some of the positions. But where you were strong with the running game, you didn't really run the football. And when I look at Matt Lafleur, just watch Kyle Shanahan yesterday. His play design and their execution, where they got like three guys in the backfield, and they're motioning George Kittle, and he's lead blocking, ceiling, and McCaffrey's got like five yards before he gets touched. Matt LaFleur's scheming and play calling was not anything close to that this year. And I would say he was never that before, but it was much better the two years, three years before. He's scheming to get his eyebrows done again. Maybe it's because you need a you know a young quarterback that you can 
you can have him do whatever you want as a coach. I just think the team. Okay, timeout. Go ahead. Who would you who would you want for the game tomorrow or the game this weekend against the Eagles? Brock Purdy playing quarterback for you or Aaron Rodgers? Same exact roster. Come on, Ben. Oh no, Rodgers definitely. But but when you talk <laughs> about being able to throw all this crap everywhere that Shani does, I like I I think Rodgers talks all the time about how he hates motion because he he isn't able to read it and things are changing. I think. He, Matt LaFleur would objectively open things up more and show more of what he could do if he had a controllable quarterback there that he can control. Rodgers Rogers is a jazz musician. He doesn't like playing what's written down all the time, which is great. Like, you get some of the most beautiful music in the world, but... Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan, they don't want jazz, right? They don't they don't want to go way off the beaten path. They don't want long improvising jam pieces. Matt LaFleur of music. wants a four four beat with a, a yeah. single every yep. every Metrodome. Yeah. We're playing All with I a metro. Rogers wants like some seven, eight time signatures, mm-hmm. some six fours. Throwing in some jazzy notes. Who knows where the like song goes? Tool. Yeah. All I know Ooh. is that whatever music like they jazz. were playing, the Art Green jazz. Bay music seemed like a third grade class of kids playing the recorder. <laughs> And some don't even want to play. All right, we have uh, one more commercial break to do. Best commercial of the weekend coming up. First, line one. Who's this? Good morning. What's up, dude? Gavin, what's up, man? What's going on, hey, brother? Now we got we got the whole crew in there today, huh? Hell yeah, it feels good, man. This never have happened before in studio, so I love Sam Damley. Yeah. Hey guys, your point real quick before I get to tight ends. Yeah, Shanahan's on a totally different level. I think it's funny when people uh, talk about Lafleur coming from the Shanahan tree. You watch what San Francisco does. I mean, they're covering up Purdy. Um, his scheming is on a whole different level. But, yeah, Nelly, how long have we been talking about the Packers needing a playmaking tight end? And it's not like they're not – I mean, they've invested, what, now, two third-round picks into guys uh, with DeGuara Ugh. and um, uh, who's the other guy? Sternberger, Sternberger the guy that flamed out. It's terrible. But I'm watching those games over the weekend, guys, with, with Goddard, Kittle. How many catches did Kelsey have in that game? Um, I mean, the, the Packers need a guy in the, in the middle of that offense oh, like that. But – Jesus, what's the, the best tight end that we've had, guys? I think is Dick Rogers over the last like what dozen years. Yeah, and God bless Dick Rogers and the Motown Miracle. Hey, hey Ebo, really quick, how are we feeling about your boy Mike? Dak Prescott sabotaged him. Thank you, Dak Prescott, man. I, I'm, I'm sure McCarthy spent the last nine months in his dark. Uh, yeah, I thought of I thought of every single play. one of the Mike McCarthy haters when they said, "I don't know, they're really wasting time here with that punt." And then there's <laughs> the flash Mike McCarthy for time management. Well, I thought it was gold. I was uh, getting a little concerned, Evo, having to argue the uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Mike McCarthy narrative if he actually made another Super Bowl for uh, right. uh, McCarthy was the guy. Hey, guys, take care. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. All right, boys, breaking news. Oh? We had this topic, what, two weeks ago? Which was, uh, if you had to listen to one, which would it be? Nickelback, Imagine Dragons, or Creed? Nickelback won, if I remember correctly. A correct answer, correct by the way. Answer. Just announced... Nickelback We're going On the Get Rollin' World Tour We're Will going. be American Family Insurance Amphitheater August 5th We're going In Milwaukee We're Boys. going We're going We gotta go We do What's August 5th? What day is that? It doesn't matter Oh, it's a Saturday Let Bill know We can stay at Bill's house You tell We can all crash there No, we'll pick that big unit RV We'll stay all right outside Ben You can bump with Clemens Grant. He bunks with Bill.